0: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, who was the face that was seen through a car window late at night?
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
0: That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your real ghost stories with us, of course, we'd love to hear them. Uh, And if you like our show, please help us stay on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash stories. It's only $5 a month, and there you'll get access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, no joke. It's not like a slogan or a saying. It literally is thousands upon thousands of hours of nothing but the most compelling ghost stories you'll ever hear uh, in our archive. You get all of that, all of it ad free. Also, get bonus episodes every single week, advanced episodes of the show, whole bunch of extras for you all the time. Our ebook, our audio book, that's in there. Those are both uh, Amazon and uh, Audible bestsellers. All that's included, only $5 a month, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get in on all of that. It's Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the program.
1: Well, apparently there's now uh, gingerbread houses, but instead of gingerbread, it's chocolate and they're Halloween themed.
0: Yes. Keep in mind, this is airing in November, so uh, you did get a chance to do one of those uh, over the month of October.
1: And yes, and you remember what I said? What did you say? I said, if I ever were to have to go to a hospital, they wouldn't have to put me on blood. They have to put me on frosting.
0: Yes, because one of the, uh, the bags of frosting looked kind of like an IV bag. <laughs> and, and, and then you used it on some of the cookies and some of the house. And then you were walking around the house with the frosting bag attached to your mouth.
1: Yes, and, I was eating the frosting. And you
0: uh, finished up that frosting pretty well. I, I, threw, I threw the bag away today because it was just kind of sitting there, this empty, sad, crumpled up bag of frosting on the counter. <laughs> like, I think she's done with this. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's always fun to uh, to find those sort of things. And, and everybody's, you know, in the, the holiday mood of uh, whether it be Halloween and now we're entering into the Thanksgiving and Christmas season.
1: It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It is. Everywhere you go.
0: Yeah, and it's the thing is, it's kind of looked like that in some stores since, like, April.
1: (laughs) I know. I went into
0: Hobby Lobby uh, (laughs) just looking for fall stuff way more early than I should. I was, like, there in June, and there was more Christmas stuff up than there was fall stuff or Halloween stuff up. Um, And I don't know why they just don't make it a... Permanent section year round with the amount of because it's like they take it down, and then by the time you got to put it back up, it's like February. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh,
1: February, May, June, July, August. You
0: might as well just kind of keep it going all around all year. I don't know.
1: All year round for the people that love Halloween.
0: Well, the Halloween stuff would be nice year round, but the Christmas, I think that they uh, I don't know why they ever take it down. 855 853 4802. Is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first letter. It says, this story is about an event that happened on May 13th. The backstory: my husband suffers from depression and anxiety for which he has been medicated for many years with great success. Our family physician retired at the first of the year, so we had to find other providers for our medical needs. My husband chose a young doctor who was new to town. The first meeting with the new doctor proved to be the key to this event. The doctor, believing the side, of effect, the side effects of the meds were severe, told my husband to stop the one medication that's proven to be the key to his stability. My husband, believing that the doctor knew best, stopped the meds, and made the changes that were suggested. After three weeks of not having the medication he really needed, he became dependent and withdrawn to the point he was not interacting with the normal people in his life. That morning, I had the feeling that he was going to do something drastic. I went to work and left him with trepidation because I knew he was in a bad way. When he's like that, I cannot do anything to help him. I went to work and while at work, I emailed our kids telling them that they need to be aware that things were not good with their dad and they may take a turn for the worse and to be prepared. I also contacted his best friend and to help him keep busy in the afternoon if he could so he's not alone. His friend kept him busy with small tasks at their lake home with a long drive to look at new real estate, etc., He got home at around 4.30 or 4.45. He decided at 5 that he'd had enough and he'd end his life. While I was at work, I kept having this gut feeling that I needed to go home, but I instead kept talking to him via text messages until I could leave. I got the message from him that it was over. I told my boss and left work to find him in the closed garage with the car running. I grabbed the keys, turned off the car, and pulled him out. I had to call the police to get him to the hospital because he wouldn't go with me alone. As it turns out, we went to the behavioral hospital to admit him for the uh, dooming week uh, for observations and medication adjustments. While I was there one day, the doctor talked to my husband about how he was a survivor. He had survived COVID-19 and now carbon monoxide poisoning. The doctor told him that most people don't survive longer than 15 minutes in a running car. And he'd been in the car 45 minutes and was unscathed. My husband talked to me about this conversation before I left to come home from the visitation that day. And on the way home, his father's face popped up just below the rearview mirror of my car. His father had been dead since 1974 and had taken his own life in a running car in the garage of their home. I hadn't even thought about his father's death before that moment. His dad spoke to me saying, I was with him in the car the whole time. Then the face vanished. I shared this with my husband and he said, The hair stood up on his arms and neck also gave him goosebumps. He and his dad were never very close, and his dad was kind of a hard man and expected perfection from his kids. I believe his dad tried to keep him from dealing with whatever he had to deal with when he passed. I have several other stories that I can share with you in the future, and will do so when time allows. I love your show and listen to it every day. I'm hoping to become an EPP someday soon. Thank you for providing an outlet for us to share our stories with you and the listeners.
1: Okay so uh, I kind of now hate the uh, dead uh, dad uh, uh-huh. the guy in the back seat. okay that just completely let it happen
0: uh, Well, I don't know if he completely let it happen. I mean this is the interpretation of the individual. One would wonder if if you could read it both ways, honestly, you could read it one way of saying maybe the dad, did something miraculous and helped his son survive that long in some way, shape or form. Or you could read it as one way of, did he somehow help drive him that way Uh, at the end of the day? You know, there's some sort of interaction there with that dad, but I don't know that he's really to blame in either direction. What's to blame. There is a doctor, that took someone off a medication that had no business taking someone off of a medication. There's When it comes to things like that and when it comes to um, drugs that are prescribed for um, psychiatric care and for mental health, uh, that really should only be administered, prescribed, and dealt with from a psychiatrist. That's not something that a general practitioner should be diving into. Unless maybe you're dealing with a refill or something like that. There's so many cases where people are subscribed things from a general practitioner. And they may have the best of intentions here and there. But when it comes down to it, the only way you're really going to get the best. I mean, it's like, here's the way to explain it. When you uh, you go to someone who specializes in a specific area. So let's say you go to the grocery store. And you want a, a, a good cut of, of meat, a steak or something like that. What section of the grocery store do you go to to go get meat? The deli. Well, yes, or the butcher area. Yeah. And and that's where you get it because those are the people who do it. You don't go over to the service counter and say, uh, yes, uh, Beatrice back there, could you go uh, cut me a, 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 a filet? Uh, and she's not going to, like, she may know where it is. She may know how to cut it, kind of. But she's probably not going to do as good of a job as the person who specializes it in that area. Yeah. And there's a lot of issues in our our medical system where things like this happen, where somebody, he was prescribed these drugs, they were working well for him, and then somebody says well maybe we should just pull you off of that and you can't just pull people off some of these things and a psychiatrist uh would would know that sometimes a, a general practitioner may not and there's certainly places for general practitioners i love I, have a, I just met a new one the other day i have a brand new uh general practitioner and i love him i think he's great um but there's certain things where sometimes they're not the greatest and they kind of overstep their bounds of what they should and shouldn't be prescribing or pulling people off of and you get situations like this. And that's where anytime I would say, you know, if there's a specific area you need specialization for, you know, if if you are going in and you need your your foot operated on, you're gonna go to someone who who specializes in that. Uh, if you're going to someone and it's talking about your mental health and mental care, you need to go to someone who specializes in that.
1: Yeah, like if your foot got cut off, go to an actual doctor or not a...
0: Someone who specializes in that area. um, It's it's the specialties that, you know, you want to go to someone who knows what they're talking about in those specific areas and knows it well. Not just general, you know, kind of uh, hitting the surface, but someone... Where this area is their main area of expertise. I can't stress that enough. 855 853 4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Our next story uh, says, Thank you for providing a platform for us, uh, of those of us who've had encounters with ghosts to share. I find that I'm the only one in my family that believes. I say that is only because I have yet to, I, I, I say that only because they haven't seen one yet. This happened to me and my fiance on K ninety six between Great Bend and Timken in Kansas. It was the spring or summer of nineteen eighty six. This highway, by the way, used to run right by our house, When we used to get on the highway in Wichita. Uh, I'll turn your mic on. This was the highway. Oh, cool! You know, there was a quick trip and stuff we would get on right there. Yeah, that was it. K ninety six. I can't say exactly where it was, but in the hilly section just east of Timken. It was late because we had been in Great Bend having dinner and seeing a movie and we were on our way home. We were in a pickup truck and we were just talking about the movie when we topped a hill. What I'm about to describe next happened in a matter of seconds and happened simultaneously. He slammed on the brakes as he slammed my feet into the floorboard in an attempt to help stop the truck, I suppose. I also struck my arms out to catch myself on the dashboard. I had my seatbelt on, but I was a reaction to what was about to happen. We braced for impact, but there was nothing, not a thump or a bumping over anything. What caused us to react this way, you ask? We saw a big black dog and a woman by the north side of the road heading onto the road, which was on our side of the highway. We should have run over that dog. It was in the road by the time we got up to it. I closed my eyes because I didn't want to see us run over the dog. I wish I left my eyes open now and looked out my side window to see if the woman was still standing there. We stopped and looked in the mirrors and there was no one there, no dog, no woman, Nothing dead in the road. The lady was like a gray cloud with definition, if that makes sense. The dog was black, darker than the ground and road, and it looked so real. We just knew we were going to run over at least the dog. We were both in disbelief, but when we talked about it later, we had both seen the same thing. Decades ago, I saw this type of story in a forum, but searching for that again, I can't find it. I'd like to know if anyone else has experienced this in that area, or if they know the story behind it. If I remember correctly from the forum, there's a graveyard up on the hill, on the south side of the road, where we saw the ghost of the dog and the woman. Thank you.
1: I feel like that'd be me, me, and Sting.
0: What, you as a ghost with a dog? Yes. Someday? Just, yes. What, trying to cause accidents? <laughs> I mean, th- that you don't want to do.
1: Well, I'm not trying to cause accidents. But, but, but you but would just be like, out wandering. I'd be out wandering around the land with my dog that's now. That's dead. <laughs> Sting's not dead right? as of right now, but like... Someday. Someday.
0: Someday we'll all be dead.
1: Someday we'll all be dead, and that's when I will walk into roads and cause car accidents.
0: No, you're... Not. <laughs> Uh, yes, here's Sting right here By that point, you'll probably have an army of ghost dogs Because I imagine you'll have many a dogs throughout your yes, life Yes, I will Maybe this redhead wandering around with a pack of dogs following her Out like, in the field There's that girl with the dogs With the glowing red hair <laughs> And for special effects, sometimes she makes her eyes glow red too Just to scare the kids <laughs> Uh 855-853-4802 is our time. Go ahead.
1: And sometimes she'll disfigure her face. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes
0: she'll disfigure her face. Isn't that special? Uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's uh jump over to another caller here and share another real ghost story that someone has sent over to us. Hi, let's hear it.
2: Hi, my name is Terry. i big fan of y'all's podcast. I've been listening to y'all for over a year now. Um, I listen to every podcast that you have. Y'all have even read one of my stories before, which I totally went fangirl over. Um, I'm, currently heading back home. I've been on a four-hour drive, so I start listening to y'all again. And since then, I've had some more things happen, and I just thought maybe it's a good story to tell. Um, so I'll go back. Um, my ex-spouse, um, while we were together, um, she is Native American, and her family are Chickasaw and Navajo. And her uncle side, who is Navajo, are very spiritual people as well. Um, they always, you know, would buy us um, such things for cleansing the house and whatnot. And they would always cleanse any negative spirits off of me. Um, I've worked corrections and law enforcement, so anytime I had anything negative happen, they could always sense it. It was always something really, really nice to have, basically. So, anyways they um, would always recommend us to cleanse our house every once in a while. And there was a part of time when we just had a lot of bad things happening in our lives at the time, Um, losing, you know, loved ones and and family members and losing our dog. So, um, so yeah, so we had our dog's ashes and we had some of my mom's belongings that were there. Um, And then just like negative things happening, you know, how it would always come up. Well, (sighs) <sighs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting chills to think about this. Um, There have been times in the house, um, I guess I can consider myself um, an impact. It was always something I just never really paid close attention to, and I kind of mentioned in my last story. Um, It's something I try not to pay too much close attention because I don't want it to open doors that I don't want to be, I'm not ready for it, basically. But um there's times I can just sense things that are just unusual I can feel things around me I can feel other energy I can feel just there's something else around me not even the time I can feel it um here lately I've been I will see things and um, sometimes it's good things sometimes it's bad things um and at the house I started um sensing not a welcoming spirit I've been sensing something a little bit more dark even our dogs would um, wake up in the, of the night staring at a certain corner of the house. You know, dogs can sense a lot of things as well. Um, so I was just getting to the point where I just could not ignore it anymore. Um, so I would always just see things at the corner of my eye. I would get to the point I would even be scared to walk in my house at nighttime with the lights off if so I would to get up to go check on something or go get something to drink, because um, I would see dark things in the room move, and it would just, it would freak me out. Um, I would wake up feeling something was just watching us, watching over my, my ex-spouse and my dogs would wake us up. So I would mention this to my ex, so I would let her know, like, look, I think we need to do a cleanse in the house immediately. We need to make sure all windows are open. We need to have your, your aunt and uncle come over, and you know, help us do this uh, cleansing, because I just feel like something is going, I don't, I just feel off. And she would also start telling me she start seeing certain things or she would thought it would be me already, but it wasn't me at home. And it's weird because, like, this house has never had no history of any hauntings or whatnot. So we don't know if it was just something that we brought in ourselves or just all the bad things that were happening in our life at the time. Um, it was just... I think it was a lot of stress on our marriage at the time as well. So... Um, fast forward, we, um, we did separate, and I would, uh, always go to the house every once in a while, check on the dog, visit the dog, and I remember being there one night, and I immediately, well I think I stayed there the weekend, because she, she was out of town, so I stayed there the weekend with the dog, and I, oh, uh, I was so scared. I was scared to come out of the spare bedroom. I, I was scared to open the door, because something was in the house and it was, it was scary. I did not like it. Um, She was even telling me when she would come home from work and go to bed, she could not, she could not wake up. She felt like someone was holding her down. She could not wake up. So, her uncle who's Navajo, um, they they believe in skinwalkers and whatnot. We are not allowed to stay the word skinwalker around them they're very um and deep down i think that was something also that was happening because we would see our dogs we would see certain things that we know that's not supposed to be there or you know skinwalkers do take shapes and forms of loved ones that we like and animals or or people um so when we i called her that night and i said you need to get this house cleaned immediately Like immediately she, she kept asking, like, what is going on? I was like, I don't want to talk about it right now because the more I talk about it, it's just going to bring it up more. I said, we do, we do need to do a cleanse on this house immediately. I'm scared for the dogs. The dogs looked so stressed out that whole weekend I was there. I felt so bad. I did not want to leave them. And I just, it was the most stressful weekend being there because someone was in the house that doesn't belong there and I felt so unwelcome and like I said, I wouldn't even come out of the room and when she started telling me all these um, incidents that were happening with her, it just made it even, it just made it even more scarier and I told her, I was like something's here and it's not nice and it doesn't want either one of us here and I've seen this dark entity take multiple like forms of someone or something. And um, I just, I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting chills right now. And what we've been experiencing and whatnot, um, which is crazy, because as soon as her aunt uncle got to the house, they already had a very uneasy feeling. Um, Once they opened the door and came inside the house, um, her uncle immediately was I'm so glad you called. We need to do this immediately. There's something off. There's something foul. And there's something that's here that's, that's not supposed to be here. So, um, they did a whole cleansing. Um, the house is a three bedroom, two bath, a big garage, a big out, And it's a big house. And, um, usually it's like one part of the house or one half of the house seems to be affected or whatnot, but it was the whole house. And, um, so, they did a complete whole um, cleansing because, um, you know, he is Navajo. So, uh, they have a certain way how they do their their spiritual and their cleansing and whatnot. So, they cleansed the whole house outside. I'm talking about everything was cleansed. And it's crazy because when I went there after this, it was immediately such a different feeling. And it's been so much better since then. Um, my ex, she sleeps a lot, a lot better than she was. She doesn't feel anything. Um, I've been there several times before, I mean, afterwards. Um, there's nothing there that I see in Kormai. There's nothing I'm feeling. Um, it's all good, positive vibes that I feel there. Till this day, we, we do not know what this was, how this entity formed itself. I mean, we might think it's just from just the negative things that were going on in our life at the time. Maybe um, something just had latched on. I guess maybe we were just vulnerable from just losing loved ones and, and everything that was going on in our family. Maybe something latched on to our, our body because our spirit was broken, you know, we were going through, it. it was a very hard time in our life, so of course, you know, your your spirit, your self-esteem, everything's just broken down, and I just feel like something that was so negative and foul just latched their, latched onto us and used us and maybe just got attached to us, I'm not sure, um, but, but yeah, so that was, that was that, but I will say the most scariest thing is when you think you see something and you turn your head just to double check and nine percent of time, nothing's there. Well, what's scary is that when you double check and it's still there, that is probably one of the most uneasy feelings because I'm looking and see, oh, that was just nothing. And you look and it's still there. And there's no point of doing a, a third check because it's still there. And it's, what's crazy is that it is, wanting you to know it's there it's not doing the quick peekaboo you see me now I'm gonna disappear no it's staying there it wants you to know it wants you to know it is there and it's not going nowhere it's not playing with you it's not playing with your emotions it's not playing no game it is showing itself and that's when I feel like you know it's it's something serious when it's not just a a simple little ghost or or whatever it's it means business, and it it's the most terrifying feeling because at that point you almost feel helpless. You don't know what you're supposed to do. But I'm very lucky that this cleansing, I did something, and it hasn't came back. Um, it's been so much better between her and I, and you know I think maybe now that everything is just in the right place in our lives, I'm, I'm guessing that is helping it stay. Um, positive there. Um, our dogs seem to be so much better. She said that as soon as after that was done, the dogs were back to the normal self. They weren't as stressed out. You know, my dog was losing their hair because they were so stressed out because constantly they were having to deal with whatever was at the house. So, yes, um, I believe in always staying healthy and positive is a good thing and it helps keep your spiritual and your spirit's up high because I feel like once you feel very down and and I, I just, I don't know, I feel like when you hit that part, when you're just depressed, I feel like you're just letting a lot of negative things into your life and they will latch on and they will use you. So I feel like no matter what, how unhappy you are or, or sad, always try to keep your spirits up, fight hard because you don't know what's out there, spiritual or not they're they're gonna find a way to latch on so that's my story um it's probably not the best but it literally gave me goosebumps just talking about it again but i don't have much time but thank you for listening again hopefully this makes it out there um stay great i love you and carol carol i love your uh, murder sea sea shed it's always uh fun to hear you talk about it i do follow on instagram by the way so shout out i love your instagram so, um, all right. Have a good day. Thank
0: you. Bye. Thanks for sharing.
1: I didn't know dogs shed when they're stressed.
0: They do. Yeah. Well, they shed, you know, all the time to a certain extent. I didn't realize that they did it more when they were stressed, though, either. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's almost shedding season right now. So uh, there's a season for it, too. So get ready for
1: There's you know. a full-on season.
0: Yeah. We, we get bonus dogs almost is what it kind of feels like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because there's like it uh, was this big lump of fur over there. Is that it? No, that's just sting shedding. That's all that is. But uh, no, I mean, very interesting stories, and I completely agree. I mean, when you're down, when you're suffering from depression and all of that it's it's tough to pull yourself out of that. And it feels like you, know, I, I, you are totally a target for things that are going to try and latch onto that and just continue to pull you down because that's how it works. But that's where you need to find ways of slowly trying to get yourself up. It's not a matter of turn that frown upside down because you're going to feel so much better when you just do that because somebody said, oh, feel better. That's not how that works with depression. Um, so as we were talking earlier in the, the show about some of that stuff and medications and all that, number one talk to a doctor talk to a medical professional and and see what what can be done there uh, to help you at least give you a little kickstart uh, to, to starting to feel better and sometimes medication is the right thing sometimes it's not but that's where you talk to uh, a psychiatrist and and see what would make the most sense for you um but uh, all in all anything that can help get you out of those dark places, is going to be so important uh, and you got to start somewhere. So uh, anybody out there, whether it's talking to somebody or medication, if you're listening and you're feeling that way, uh, it's tough. It's very difficult. Sometimes it feels like it's impossible and it's never going to get better. But it does. Um, but you need to kind of take those steps little by little. It doesn't have to be a giant marathon right away, but you can you can pull yourself up. Um, and what's really cool is one of our supporters, uh, BetterHelp, um, they're not even advertising today, but, you know, they've been advertising for a long time. Um, that's a way you can get uh, talk therapy and talk to people 24-7, um, wherever you are at. That's something to, to consider. Um, but, um, you know, just take, take the small step to try and, and slowly pull yourself out of those places because it gets dark. It gets scary. I get it.
1: So. With the whole story and how, like, I didn't know that you could actually tell, just generally without your dog shedding, that your dog was stressed.
0: Yeah, I mean they, they exhibit different things. Sometimes dogs will even like, um, like lick certain parts of their body. Oh, I'm not making that gross, but like oh. if you like sometimes like on the side. I, I had a dog that was always stressed, and like there was just a side of on the side of his belly.
1: Was just it, always. Was just a, it was
0: like a nervous tick. It's like a person who bites their nails or something. Sometimes they'll have like a nervous tick and they'll just keep licking the same spot over and over. There's all <laughs> different ways um, that they exhibit, you know, a sign of stress just as people do. It's just a matter of recognizing the signs and then doing what you can to help that person or that animal, um, you know, not feel that way. So,
1: so like, was that dog's side just always wet?
0: <laughs> you mean like from the, the licking yes. uh no not, not always wet but it was just <laughs> it, it it looked like it would always have been like attacked by something A or what? like well, i mean just because it was this big patch of fur that kept being missing and it's like oh we gotta you know let's and eventually figure out ways of you know helping the dog calm down but i mean they can be anxious just like people can be anxious and you know it, you treat them all you know treat everybody treat everything with respect and love and you don't have those, you know, those sort of things. And sometimes they're you don't even understand why it's stressed about something, but then you you learn about it and you, you figure it out. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Thank you guys for listening and keeping us on the air. We could not do this without you. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories is the place to go to get all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. We greatly appreciate that support. Until next time, for Harper and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruski. Thanks for listening.